Welcome to the Bottom Shelf Bible Podcast. My name is Tyler Sweat, and I am the host of this year podcast. Uh, welcome back to episode number three. We are uh, just getting rolling with this new show, so appreciate you jumping on and listening with us today. Um, on the Bottom Shelf today, we are talking about uh, how to study the Bible. In this introductory little series, we're trying to just break down what is the Bible, how do we get it as we have it today, and uh, really just think through how we as Christians interact with the book that we have called the Bible. So today's going to be a really interesting conversation. Hope that you enjoy it, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Well, here on the podcast, I have a really good friend of mine, also happens to be my boss, Pastor Chad Williams. Chad, how's it going, man? That's oh, going great, man. Glad to be on the uh, the podcast. Yeah, I had to get through a couple, you know, figure out the figure out all the, <laughs> no, the bumps. It's been and, great. Yeah, it's been great. It really has. Didn't want to bring you on on some you know low standard podcast. <laughs> no, uh, Pastor Chad also happens to be a uh, co-host with me on another podcast called the High View Podcast, which I hope you all check out. Um, that's a podcast from our church, High View Church in Villarica, Georgia, where Chad serves as lead pastor. And um, yeah, so Chad, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, to introduce yourself to all of our loyal listeners yeah. on the bottom shelf. Well, like you said, um, my name is Chad Williams, and I am the uh, the lead pastor here at Highview, and uh, we planted Highview um, going on almost eight years ago, so seven and a half years yeah. ago now, and uh, so that was uh, uh, fun to be a part of that that process of uh, planting a church. Uh, I am married to Kaylee, and uh, we have a, a daughter, Lydia, who's three, and we have another uh, Bambino on the way. Yeah, so it's exciting. Be here in uh, January. Very cool. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited to jump in this conversation today. Um, and of course, the Bottom Shelf Bible podcast is all about having extraordinary conversations about the extraordinary Word of God, uh, but with ordinary folks. Um, even though Chad and I both serve on church staff, um, we're still pretty much... We're really, we're really ordinary. We're ordinary guys that honest. are trying to figure it out. So um, we hope this conversation is helpful today. Today we're going to be talking about how to study the Bible. Now, um, studying the Bible is something you do a lot, Chad, as uh, the primary teaching yeah. pastor at a local church. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about your your journey of learning how to study the Bible. What uh, what things have helped you as you've uh, grown in your studying of Scripture? I think the biggest thing that's helped me understand individual passages of scripture that I may be looking at that particular day or that morning, um, in my own personal devotional time, yeah. uh, the biggest help for understanding those smaller passages is understanding the big story of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So studying like what really taking a step back and asking like, what is the Bible about? Yeah. And once I think once you have a, a grasp on what the big story in the Bible is really about, then you're able to um, look at those individual passages you may be studying with a lot more clarity yeah. about kind of how we got to this point in the text, where the text is taking me, mm -hmm. and then like what ultimately does this text say about Jesus? And so I think the biggest change for me in how I study the Bible came from my study of the Bible as a whole yeah. and not just like the individual parts. Yeah. That's really good uh, insight. I think um, one of the ways that we are um, 
kind of given a disservice by a lot of preaching is that we do tend to like chunk, like take little chunks or little verses yeah. um, out of their context. And we just try to you know, look for maybe some moralistic lesson or even just trying to get, you know, what we call, you know, coffee cup verses, <laughs> little yeah, things that sure. look yeah. good on a mug yep. or um, sound good as like a senior quote or something, you know, little, <laughs> uh, little nice kind of quotables from, from the scripture. And we miss that broader context. And I think that's super important that every text of scripture has a context, not only just within its paragraph or book, but in the Bible as a whole. And uh, that's certainly something we want to explore more of on this, this podcast. Uh, but today let's, let's talk a little more about just the process of reading and studying scripture, um, in order to to live it out, and that's why I wanted to ask you, like, what are some some reasons that we should study Scripture as as everyday Christians? What are some benefits to to studying the Scriptures? Well, I think the most the most obvious one is it is the only way to really know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. and so our personal relationship with Jesus is really fundamentally like connected to our personal study of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So you have to to establish that connection between relationship and study of scripture, like relationship with Jesus and, and the study of Jesus in the Bible. And so yeah. um, I would say like, the, like if you're not coming to the scriptures with a fundamental desire to know Jesus better personally, yeah. then you're, you're going to know words and you're not going to know the word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're going to um, be, biblically more literate, yeah. but maybe not spiritually more mature. Right. And so I think that it has to start from a motivation to know Jesus better. And I think that's the primary thing that the study of Scripture does is it establishes a personal time of fellowship, whatever you want to call that, like mm-hmm. quiet time or yeah. you know, whatever. Um, it establishes a one-on-one with Jesus. And I think that has to be when when I, I'm slipping in my personal devotional life, it's because my relationship with Jesus is more distant than it should be. Yeah. Or yeah, it's it's always relationally based mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. And so yeah. uh, it's a way to maintain fellowship with Jesus. I mean there, there's different ways. Yeah. Uh, but 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 the word and and certainly the church are the two primary ways that we maintain a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when someone tells me they have a relationship with Jesus, but they have no personal fellowship with him in the word and no corporate fellowship with him with other believers, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you do. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure, <laughs> buddy. Which Jesus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because that's how we know him. Right. Yeah. That's, that's huge. I think that uh, we forget that a lot that, um, sometimes the Bible becomes almost either a just a textbook that you're kind of right. studying to you know pass some uh, kind of metaphysical you know test at the end of your life one day that you, know, you feel like you're going to sit down and have to answer Bible trivia to get into heaven, or um, it just becomes some kind of pick me up for when you're feeling sure. down. You look for some little bit of encouragement or some kind of verse that makes you feel a certain way, and we forget yeah that through the Scripture is kind of God's dedicated means to to grow not only grow us spiritually, but to grow our relationship to him and with him. Yeah. I I think if you aren't approaching the study of scripture in order to know Jesus better, then you're, you're you're actually missing the point of the scripture altogether. Number one, but then two, like, 
I mean, here's the truth. If, if Jesus, as the scriptures tell us, um, if he was resurrected from the dead, mm-hmm. um, then we have every reason to desire a deep relationship with this yeah. risen Jesus. But I would say this. If you're not coming to the scriptures to know Jesus better, like if you're if you're just coming to either kind of scratch some like religious or legalistic itch or out of guilt or yeah. check it off your list every day of things you should be doing uh, or whatever, like if you don't believe really that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, then there's a lot of other books that are much more intuitively encouraging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Than than the Bible. Like you're really wasting your time studying the Bible if you hmm. don't believe Jesus is resurrected from the dead. Yeah. If yeah. you believe in the resurrection, every minute soaking in the scripture is advantageous to you spiritually. And I think that's the key. Like so keeping it personally connected to a risen Jesus, that should be the motivator in why you study scripture at all. Yeah. But it's also like if you don't believe in the resurrection, mm-hmm. Like read something else. Like read yeah. something else. Yeah, we we uh, we mentioned on the last episode of the podcast, I believe the the verse where Jesus tells the Pharisees like they're they search the scriptures, right. you know, and they know them really well, but ultimately they were missing the Messiah right in front of them. Yeah. Um, they missed out on God, even though they were seeking something. They basically made the scriptures their God. They made right. you know yeah. all these other rules, and they added to it, and they they used that as um, a way to kind of prop themselves up and make them look very spiritual, but they missed that relationship. Right. They didn't see God when he was right in front of them. So um, another another verse that, that I kind of think about in this conversation is uh, in probably one of the most uh, interesting to me uh, moments of Jesus's life right before he goes to the cross. He has this prayer. Uh, it's called sometimes the high priestly prayer in John 17. And in that passage, I think he gives us one of the uh, – one of a, a the most key insights to why we need the scripture, um, he says, as he's praying to the Father, he says, "Sanctify them that is his disciples. Sanctify these followers in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be." One, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So there's a lot packed into that, by the way. But oh yeah, essentially what he's saying is, is first of all, we are set apart, we're sanctified, um, we're called further into holiness through the truth of the word. But second of all, what we've been saying is that through that sanctification, we are made one with Jesus with as he's one with the Father. Uh, so we're brought into that relationship, this oneness with one another and with God through understanding, applying, and living in a biblical worldview. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, two big reasons why we need the Scripture are to know God better and to know what he's required of us, to, to live in light of this new relationship we have to him. So that's the why. Let's talk a little bit about the what. How do we, or the how, not the why. We've talked about the why. <laughs> Let's talk about the how. How do we study the Bible? Um, are there any kind of like things that you use to, you know, maybe we've probably all heard of like um, 
observe, interpret, apply, or uh, as the guys from Doctrine and Devotion podcast, one of my other favorite podcasts, use what they call the ransom Bible study method, uh, where it's read, ask, note, summarize, obey, meditate. Like, are there any of those things that you use when you're thinking through like how you study scripture? What are some some tools you use? Yeah, I don't use any of that. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, you yeah. know, it's kind of one of those. Yeah. If it if it works for you and it's faithful to the text, then then that's a, you know then then that's good. Um, for me, I you know personally, um, I like to understand number one, like when I'm approaching a text to to study it, um, I like to to know the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like to know within the within the biblical story, like where is this, you know, in in the unfolding of the biblical story, mm-hmm. with Jesus as the centerpiece, and everything leading up to Jesus being the Old Testament, and of course the yeah. New Testament following Jesus, um, you know, after the Gospels, knowing kind of where you're at is really really important. Yeah, and so. Um, I would say learning and studying, like a good study Bible is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Like it really is. I know that sounds like super whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll get a study Although, Bible. Hey, some study Bibles are pretty heavy, man. They, <laughs> there's some that are they're beast. Yeah. They're worth their weight in gold. That's, they, that's a lot of gold. High market value. That's a lot. Uh, About to invest <laughs> in study Bibles. <laughs> study Bibles um, are... Like a good study Bible, the ESV's got a like just yeah. the, the study Bible. Yeah. The ESV that came out several years back is a good study Bible. Uh, I mean, there's a there's there's a lot of good study, but there's also really bad study Bibles, for what it's worth. But um, but a good study Bible uh, is really helpful. Reading those um, reading those introductions to books, like don't skip those, mm-hmm. um, is is also important. Just helping you understand the backstory, helping you understand how the book came together, who wrote it, when they wrote it. And, uh, and so that, that's really helpful. So I would say, get a good study Bible, know what you're reading. So yeah. know, you know, know the difference between reading something in Isaiah and reading something in first Samuel. Yeah. You know, like there, there's, there's actually quite a bit of difference, uh, in those two books in, in those genre. It's a totally, two totally different genres, for example. Yeah. Uh, and both are, are pointing you to Jesus, but in different ways. Right. So knowing kind of where you're at in the Bible story is really, really critical. So I would say um, get a good study Bible, get familiar with the different genres of the Bible, yeah, and, uh, and, and make sure as you're studying, you're kind of stepping back and kind of like, where am I? Yeah. And you're kind of going into it with the right, you know, using the right lenses mm-hmm. to look at the text. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, one of the things, uh, one of the elements we're going to try to keep uh, in the podcast weekly, missed it last week. Forgot to include this in last week's episode. Uh, thanks to a buddy of mine named Nick who pointed this out. Um, each week, we're going to try to have a kind of a theological word of the week, uh, something that we can dig into a little bit. Um, this one's not necessarily uh, maybe a new concept for too many people, but um, I want to think as you're talking about this, it makes me think about um, the difference between, like, say, systematic theology and biblical theology. Um, people may have heard of systematic theology where basically you're pulling from the scriptures to talk about a particular topic. Um, but how does, how does that differ from biblical theology? Okay, you're talking about this big story, this big narrative. Uh, that's really what biblical theology is, is following through the story of scripture and seeing what it communicates as the story is told. 
Uh, how do you think about biblical theology as com- you know, compared to maybe systematic or or other yeah, uh, approaches you, to studying theology? You described it well. Um, Thanks. <laughs> uh, you really did. Um, yeah, systematic theology is the study of individual doctrines. So, for example, pneumatology is study of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's a that's that's a part of systematic theology. So systematic theology is interested in telling you, okay, like. Here's Jesus, you know. Here's here's God the Father. Here's the Holy Spirit. Here's how we're saved. So it's, it's looking at individual doctrines, and you're right. That information is pulled from all throughout Scripture, and then categorized based on kind of the individual doctrines. Yeah. Uh, biblical theology is totally different in that it's studying the whole and not the parts. Yeah. So it's looking at um, the beginning, the the middle, the end of the Bible story, and trying to. To, to trace themes, that's another feature of biblical theology. It traces yeah. themes and connections with types, for example, from the old and the new. And and uh, if, if you want, I tell people, like, if you want to understand what, what biblical theology is, uh, read the book of Matthew. Mm. Matthew is yeah. actually, in my opinion, it's the first biblical theology ever written. Yeah. Because Matthew, and it's inspired, so there you go, right? So it's, I mean, it's, it's in the canon. So we have... Yeah the gospel of Matthew telling us who Jesus is yeah. in light of the entire story of the Bible. Yeah. And he's unpacking it. He's presented as a new Israel yeah. uh, who is getting it right where the people of Israel always got it wrong. He's also presented as a new David figure, yeah. this, this new King David figure who gets it right where King David always got it wrong. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, he's presented within the context of the whole Bible. Yeah. And so that's what biblical theology is interested in. It's saying, where is Jesus in this? And how does this individual passage of Scripture point us to Jesus? Like, what is its role in the story? How is it yeah. advancing the narrative? Yeah. And, uh, and so it's the study of it. So biblical theology is the study of the narrative of Scripture. Yeah, so that's that's good to know. I think even for uh, just a layman or, or an ordinary person, if you will, that's reading scripture. Uh, that's who this podcast for. That's who it's for. Yeah. Conversations about the extraordinary word of God for ordinary people. Boom. Um, yeah. So the first step, obviously, to any of this is read your Bible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> read it. Uh, read the words that are there. Um, I know a lot of people are, and I've been the same way. Times where I'm just like, I feel like reading the Bible is. Um, over my head or, you know, going to take too much work because <laughs> it mm. you know, seems like it's it's confusing or, you know, may seem like it's, um, you know, just not very easily graspable. And it I think it comes from some of what we're saying is people don't realize, like, you need to understand every part in light of every other part. Like, it's not yeah. just one little section that you're trying to figure out, what does this one little section say or mean to me? It's, mm. okay, what what's God like and, and how does this show me more of that? Or what? Where are we at in the story of redemption and uh, following through the, the storyline of all of Scripture? So, uh, yeah, to me, the first step is read it, and the second part is uh, the context piece. You know, see where it's at in context of the book that it's in, and in the 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 testament that it's a part of, and then ultimately the whole of the whole Scripture. Yeah, I, I think you made a really good point about like why the study of the Bible is hard too. I think one of the reasons why it's easy to fall in a rut. And easy to kind of let go of your your regular Bible reading and study is I mean think about this for a second like how many books do you read that you continuously read yeah like none yeah. you know what I mean like right so so even the idea of it's a I mean, even when we talk about books I mean we I love to read yeah we talk about 
books that we've read, not books we are reading until we die. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? That's a great point. Yeah. It, so yeah. so it's a so it can feel like um really familiar but but also it's it's just almost like you're you're retreading the same water like yeah. yeah I read Ephesians last year because I read Ephesians every year. And th- there can be like a familiarity that then kind of lulls us into yeah. Uh, this this like kind of like spiritually apathetic place because we have been reading this for a, for a long time and and it still says what it said when, yeah it's great when point. I was sixteen you know it's still saying the same stuff and yeah. uh, and and even there's another part of this that you mentioned earlier obedience being a big part of of, of the goal of Bible study to, yeah. to love Jesus and obey Him more right like there can be a sense of <sighs> I read this every year and I still struggle with this yeah yeah and so it's a book that we live with and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's the difference in dating and marriage. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, this is the book I'm with until the end. That's true. And it's going to yeah. be every day and I'm here for you and you're here. For, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this relationship is kind of established over a very long period of time. And so yeah. you have to work at it. Yeah. You have to work at your relationship with your Bible. It's not always going to be really exciting to yeah. dive into the book of Deuteronomy this morning mm. or or, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and a lot yeah. of people get bogged down That's good. in some of those more difficult books. So I think that reminding yourself that and being aware of the challenges that come with studying a book until you die will be helpful to you and kind of keeping perspective and keeping yeah. you from falling into those spiritual ruts. Yeah, that's that's a great illustration. Um, thinking about the Bible as a book you're married to, because uh, both of us are married and kind of different stages of that type of relationship. Uh, my wife and I are about to celebrate our two year anniversary, and we we were talking the other day just about how crazy it seems that even two years have gone by, you know, and how much we've learned about each other. Um, but in no way am I done <laughs> learning yeah, about my wife, right. or if I if I treated her the way that I treated my Bible, like. I feel very sorry for her. <laughs> you know, if if I treated the, my relationship to her um, like I do often uh, the Bible, like I just kind of read it every now and then, and you know. But kinda, you to know. your point, I mean, to press the 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 picture further here, um, you have an opportunity to get to know your wife better than you know anyone else on oh, the yeah. planet, yeah. right? Yeah, and so same with the Bible. Like you, you have the opportunity to know it and grasp it, yeah, on a really deep level. And know it better than you know any other book. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean. And for so sure. it's there's there's that advantage as well. That's good. Yeah, I think the other piece of this too is just always remember that it's okay and encouraged to ask for help when studying your Bible. Um, don't think that it's something you have to figure out by yourself. Um, we've already mentioned getting study Bibles and looking at online resources. Of course, you want to use discernment with the the resources you are using, but the other way to know your Bible better is be a part of a local church that is preaching the Bible faithfully every week, expositionally, working through Scripture. I mean, right now at Highview, we're working through the book of 1 Samuel, and we're about to enter into uh, probably a sermon that could be very poorly handled uh, by most churches, and or some churches I'm sure have, uh, where you're about to preach about David and Goliath. Yeah. Um, so I was interested in asking you about this. Um, you know, where we're a church that tries to faithfully preach the scripture and, and help people understand it. Uh, how do you approach preaching a story like David and Goliath uh, for people that have probably heard this story in Sunday school growing up oh, or, yeah. you know, just culturally we're in the South. So we're, you know, in kind of what has been known as the Bible belt. And even though there are, you know, kind of an increasingly true 
statistics of people not knowing their Bible as much. Um, yeah, to talk about how do you think about preaching the Bible as a local church pastor? As someone who preaches through books of the Bible a lot, you know, eventually over time, and you come to these like really, depending on the book, I mean, really well-known passages of Scripture. Yeah, and and truthfully, there's some of the uh, at times they're some of my like least favorite to preach because there's a reason for that. It feels like every Christian thinks they know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and, and I'm the, I'm in the same boat. Like, so I go into it thinking, yeah, I know the story of David and Goliath. I get it. Yeah. You know? Yep. David is Jesus, and Goliath is the enemy, and mm-hmm. Jesus has victory over the enemy, whatever yeah. it might be. So I, I even have my own preconceived notions about what the text is about. Now, yeah. I, it never fails. After a week of study, I come out the other side. I'm like, oh, I hadn't, I really didn't know. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know the, the extent of it, the scope of it, whatever it might be. Right. So um, the challenge, and interesting, when you come to a passage like David and Goliath, you mentioned like these, these are stories that we, my three-year-old knows the story of David and Goliath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she gets it. Right. Um, minus the decapitation stuff. That's not mm. in her... Uh, that was never in not, any of the illustrations not, in the not, kids' Bibles. It's not in the Jesus story, but Bible, I don't think. But but anyway, like she 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 knows that story. Yeah. So my point is, when you come to texts like this, I actually think people who have no... Con- like non-Christians who are hearing it for the first time have a leg up on Christians who've heard it a thousand times. Yeah. Because they're not bringing all of it. Now, you know, I'm looking forward to... When I preach on this passage, you know, telling people, you know, hey, this is about defeating the giants in your life and getting the five smooth stones and picking the five smooth stones and that, the the five smooth stones are nope. no, no, we're not doing okay. no, not doing uh, <laughs> no. I mean, but but I mean, I'm joking, but that's how like yeah. that's what that's <laughs> that's what people have heard yeah. about this book. You know, their story for so long. You know, they've heard right. those kind of things. And so we bring all these like preconceived notions to the text. And so we do that when we study the Bible too. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of bring, especially familiar passages, we, we you know, and so I, I tell people like, keep an open mind, be, be teachable. Yeah. When you come to this. Um, I will tell you that I spend a, a considerable amount of every week of my life studying the Bible. Yeah. And I feel like I know less mm. than I thought I knew when yeah. I started preaching regularly yep. 10 years ago. And uh, and so it's just a process of learning how little you know about this epic book yeah, and and kind of staying humble and staying teachable even when you're coming to passages that you think you know. Yeah. It's like you think you know, you have no idea. Yeah, that's, that's you know I a mean? fantastic perspective um, for sure. I think that's something, you know, we, we can be certain about certain things, you know, with where God has clearly communicated. But I think in a lot of ways, like we need to maintain a sense of wonder of things that we just don't know fully. You know, the sure. Bible even says that, like we see in a mirror dimly, uh, we one day will see kind of with unveiled face how God truly is. And what, you know, one day we, we often joke about questions we want to ask God, you know, because they are somewhat uncertain or unclear here. But uh, the cool thing is, is it is a book that even though we've read it a thousand times, we could read it a thousand more and God would reveal uh, things, things in us that need to change or things about him that we need to grasp onto. Uh, one of the cool things I've thought about is there are, there are things that I need to know now as a husband that I didn't really need to know or didn't really think about as, you know, maybe a middle school student, or I'm sure there will be things later when I'm, you know, in my 30s or in my 40s or in my 50s that 
I'll need to know then, you know, that I'll learn along the way. But if I ever get an attitude of, well, I've learned everything I need to know, or I know all the important stuff, or, um, if, you know, I, I've read the Bible enough because I went to seminary or, you know, I'm, I go to church, so whatever, um, then I'm missing out on ways that God could teach me, you know, and grow me that, uh, that I currently haven't experienced. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. So yeah, definitely use resources and uh, be a part of a local church. Read the Bible with others, I think is another good way to, to increase your, the experience you have when studying scripture. Uh, don't go at it alone. Uh, have, you know, a community of people, uh, I mentioned the church. You're not just going to church to be uh, preached to, you're going to church to join a local body of believers for the journey of faith, to, to walk alongside each other and to ask hard questions and endure hardships together. And so you can do all those things while you're encouraging each other with the word yeah. and, and growing deeper in those things. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, so I think the last part of this that we want to talk about, we've, we've talked a little bit about reading the Bible, uh, kind of working on interpretation, using some tools, study Bibles, online resources. Uh, while we're there, are there any resources you'd recommend for just basic Bible study, any helpful tools other than study Bibles um, that you use? Chad? No. No. Okay. No, there's really not. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, Man, don't you wish we prepped for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, yeah, I mentioned, I mean, I mentioned study Bibles, but there, there's other, um, there, there's a couple good websites. Uh, one that I would recommend is a good Bible study tool. Uh, Modernism is really good. Uh, and uh, that's, that's a modernism.com yep. or .org. Dot gov. What's, uh, what's monergism dot com. <laughs> dot com. Um, monergism is great resource. Uh, there's another one that's kind of less known. It's uh, it's, it's precept austin. Yes. Dot com. Resource. I believe all these I will be linked in the show notes. Yeah. So sure. uh, that's another really really good uh, resource as well, and and online too. Um, there's good stuff. Um, I mean, I use Bible Gateway all the time. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they have some built-in commentaries that are helpful as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, so those would be, I mean, those, those would be a, a few. Yeah. Uh, Crossway, who makes the ESV uh, Bible, also has ESV.org with some of their study resources available on there. Um, so I guess what we're saying is there's a lot of good stuff out there. And um, you know, use the resources you have and also read the scripture with other people. Be in a local church. Um, but the last piece I want to kind of touch on is once you've read the Bible, once you've done your best to understand what's there, uh, the last piece of, of studying scripture is to actually uh, realize it's transforming you. Like Jesus said, that the goal is for us to be sanctified in truth, to be transformed by truth. Uh, so what does is, what is scriptural application look like in the life of an individual kind of everyday Christian? Yeah, well, I think it starts with an affection for Jesus is growing with a desire to obey him that's also growing. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, I mean, I think a really important piece of this is understanding that ultimately the study of the Bible is a journey, not a destination. Yeah. That it's constant and that there's no point you arrive. Yeah. There's no point you're like, oh, okay, I know that book. Right. Moving on. That never happens. It's yeah. a continual evolution. So it's it's your study of the scripture and your growth in understanding scripture yeah. is tied directly to your growth as a believer. And so those happen over long periods of time um, to quote, uh, I think it was uh, Jerry Bridges. 
can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was Jerry Bridges who said um, that obedience is a long walk in the same direction or something like that. Mm. I believe that was Eugene Peterson. It was Eugene Peterson. And That's right. That's yeah. right. A long obedience in the same direction. Long obedience in the same direction. The Christian, it's actually a book, yeah. the long, yes. a long obedience in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and so that is a touche. Yes. <laughs> that is, I get those two mixed up sometimes. Yeah. Um, both are with the Lord. God rest their souls. But really, uh, really, really good word there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Chad, thank you so much for joining us on yeah, the, man. Uh, the podcast today. Um, we are uh, hopefully doing these every week and hopefully growing through these. I know we are. We're enjoying having these conversations. I love having different friends of mine on who are all on this journey of faith together, um, seeking to know the scriptures more and to know God better through the word. So hopefully you've been encouraged today. Uh, we're going to link all of the resources that we've mentioned in the podcast notes so you can make use of those as you study scripture and as you grow in your understanding of not only the concepts and the theology that is in there, but your understanding and the growing in relationship with God uh, as well. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us on the Bottom Shelf Bible Podcast. Uh, Leave us a nice rating and review wherever you listen, uh, whether it's on Spotify or I think we're on Apple Podcasts now. We're still getting it out there in all the various places. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Bottom Shelf Bible and uh, just follow along on the journey. Glad to have you, and we'll see you next time.